welcome to the Intuitive Activist Podcast. I'm Leilani, your host, and today I have a very special, very different interview for you. For those who are just tuning in and don't know a ton about me and what I am here to do on this earth, I just want to provide a quick introduction to myself. I am a divine channel. I am an etheric translator, somebody who is deeply, deeply connected to the spiritual realm. And I have the incredible gift of being able to translate messages from the unseen, from the divine realm, from the spiritual realm. And the last six months of my human life has been very much devoted to not only fine-tuning this gift of being a translator for the spiritual realm, but also figuring out what it is that I am truly meant to do here. And as I've been exploring that and having daily conversations with the universe, with source, I also have gotten to begin to understand what my role is in sharing those messages with all of you. And so as you listen to this recorded conversation that might sound like a woman talking to herself, (laughs) know that it's something much, much deeper than that. So I'll be asking the questions and source will be the one answering. And there are sighs and pauses. And my hope is that it will be really, really clear as to when it is Leilani talking And when it is the universe providing guidance and not only guidance to me as Leilani, but guidance to all of you listening to this message right now. So at this time, what's moving through me is a request, a request for you to find not only a quiet space to hear the message, but also seeking within seeking within yourself to see what truly needs to be set aside, whether that's an emotion, whether that's a thought or your to-do list, what needs to be set aside in order for you to be fully present with this message that Source specifically wanted you to hear today. Thank you again for being here. I'm so, so grateful to share this time and this space with you. And without further ado, let's begin. Welcome, welcome. You're here. Hello, child. I'm so nervous. Like, this is kind of wild. Like, I'm just putting myself out there. You are. It's also not uncommon for you. You've been living out loud for quite some time. Okay, this isn't about me. (laughs) I mean, it is and it isn't. Hmm. What's your question, child? Well, I guess to catch up the listeners a bit, I just had a birthday, 38 years young, and the day after my birthday, found out that my sister-in-law, Alexa, passed away. And I've been holding everything, all of it, 
the deep joy of knowing her, the grief, the expectation of the coming year. And for those who are listening, I, I really want to know, how do we hold it all? How do we hold joy and grief and sadness and expectation and simplicity? How do we hold it all as humans in our limited capacity? Hmm. It's a good question. It's difficult to put into human terms. But at the end of the day, you all as humans are so much more expansive than you're allowing yourselves to believe. You talk about your capacity as limited when in fact your capacity is limitless. The only limitations that you have are the ones that you impose upon yourselves. And so with that knowledge, how would that shift your experience? What would you do if you knew that you were limitless? You, my child, are already holding it all. You're holding it all energetically. You're seeing it all. You're looking at it from different layers, different facets. So when you ask, how do I hold it all? Part of me just smiles. You're already doing it. You're doing it by asking the question. So what if the question wasn't, how do I hold it all, but instead, how do I enlist the spiritual realm to support me as I hold it all? Okay, Source, I see you came. You, you sh- <laughs> you're showing up today. All right. Dropping some knowledge bombs. And by the way, Source and the entire spiritual realm think I'm ridiculous. I'm just always in awe. Uh, You're ridiculous, and we love you. Okay, this is not about me. It's not about me, y'all. So the next question that's coming through is self-love. I've been on a self-love journey for the last, I mean, 38 years of my life, and very intensely the last year. Can you tell us a little bit about the role that self-love plays in stepping into who we are spiritually, who we are in our highest selves, our whole selves. Hmm. Self-love. Self-love is more important than almost anything in reconnecting with your spirit self, in reconnecting to who you truly are. You, child, are an earth seed angel. And until you love yourself fully, which begins with loving your human self and then drills deeper and deeper and deeper, until you love all of you, it's impossible to remember your origins, to remember who you are. Self-love is the key. And there are a lot of spiritual teachers who know that who have communicated that message. And I'm just here to tell you that it's easier than you think. It's about healing. It's about healing all of the parts of you that 
you're too ashamed to look at. It's about sitting with your inner child and comforting her and letting her know that she is worthy and seen and known because she is. She always is and she always has been, despite the fact that it hasn't always felt that way. Mm. It's so beautiful. And I think that what's coming up for me is just how difficult that is. You know, I think as humans, we tend to think that self-love is this flowery, soft journey. And for me, it hasn't been that at all (laughs) for Leilani. It has been grimy and gritty and riddled with grief and fear. And it's like walking in a dark forest with only a glimmer of light at the end of it. Like following this tiny, you know, firefly of a light at the end of the path. What's coming through now is as I look behind me, you know, I might not have seen any support on my path, maybe to my left and my right and before me other than this firefly of light. And yet, right now as I'm walking that path, I'm looking behind me and seeing, of course, source, but also seeing my angels, my spirit guides, my ancestors, everybody who are actually carrying me. You know, I'm looking down and I'm seeing them carry me. And so what is the message here, source? This image that you've implanted right now in this conversation, in this present moment, what do you want people to know? Hmm. First of all, I want to acknowledge the heaviness of the moment, this life, this dimension that you are all navigating. This is one of the harder ones. There is a lot at stake. There is so much before you and so many decision points. You're at a tipping point. And the decisions you make now, not only as individuals, but as a collective, will determine the rest of this dimension for eons and eons to come. And so as you contemplate that fact... What I really want you to know is that you were not created to do this alone. And when I say alone, I don't just mean as humans, as individuals. I don't just mean that you're supposed to rely on your brother and your sister and your neighbor to get through this. That is a component of it. It's very important. And what is most important for you to know in this moment of despair is that you have the entire spirit realm ready and waiting to lift you up. You have me. You have other dimensions, other beings. It's not just what you're seeing with your two eyes, children. You are not designed to do this alone. And so the sooner you embrace that fact that universal truth, the sooner you can step into who you are meant to be so that 
this collective can step into who it is meant to be. So I think I'm hearing a lot of this notion of free will, which has been a huge component of my work. And for those who are just learning about me, I've been spending a lot of energy over the last year supporting all types of spiritual beings here on earth, humans, transition through what I call the veil. And for those of you who are not sure what that means, I describe it in my book, which is dropping here in a couple of months, but essentially supporting beings in becoming their whole selves, their whole spiritual selves on earth. I work a lot with earth angels, earth seed angels, but also star seed angels to do this. And a big component of that work is free will. I can't actually bring anybody through who is not ready and willing to step into their highest selves on earth. And so as you talk about this tipping point source, can you describe the role that free will plays in all of this? Hmm. What I want to say about free will is that, well, first of all, you all have it. And this is also really critical as you begin to love yourself is to understand that you have free will. You have the power to make decisions, to create your reality, to have choice. Many of you, and rightfully so, are in victim patterns. You have been victims at one point or another. Some of you, like Leilani, were victims of childhood abuse and got stuck in victim patterns, and that is not your fault. And as you begin to step into who you are wholly, spiritually, on this earth, something that's going to be really important for you to understand is that you always have choice. There is always choice. If you cannot see your choices, Typically, there's something in the way that needs to be released. I am ready and willing to release you of all of the ways that you cannot see your choice. All you have to do is ask and be willing to let it go. But the choices that you make today and every day and moment that follows will determine not only who you are going to be in this life, but also energetically contribute to the collective, whether that's the collective healing or the collective suffering. Just know that every choice you make adds to the vibration. You have choice. If no one's told you today, let me be the one. Hmm. So... The question that's coming up for me now is around racial injustice, social injustice. I feel nervous to ask this, <laughs> but I feel that there's so many people who have been stripped of choice. I think of the black community becoming enslaved they did not have choice in coming here, 
So how do we reconcile that? Hmm, it's a good question. And it's okay to ask the hard questions. What I want to draw your attention to are the choices that the black community continues to make. I see resistance. I see a questioning of a system that no longer works for humanity. I see black joy in the beautiful ways that the black community is bringing up their children to know the difference. You see, child, there are always choices to be made. Even in suffering, even when choice has been stripped of you on a human level, you always have the power to choose your thoughts, to choose your blessings, to choose your joy, and also to choose your suffering. I am not here to downplay anything that has happened to oppressed communities in this dimension. It's awful. The system is broken. Know that I am with you in all of that. It needs to be acknowledged. It needs to be torn down. It needs to be dismantled. Absolutely. And you still have the power to choose what that looks like. You have the power to choose who you want to be in this spiritual warfare. You have the power to choose healing over retribution, compassion over oppression. There is always choice. Hmm. Okay. So self-love, what does it actually look like? How do we love ourselves in service of being our whole selves, our whole spiritual selves in this human dimension? Self-love is not always obvious. The next step is not always obvious. But what I would encourage you all to do is to begin to notice where you are unwilling to go. What shadows are you avoiding? What feels too hard to approach, too scary to walk into? Self-love is calling on your spirit team, your guides, your ancestors to walk into the dark places with you. And not just standing in the darkness, but shining a light in it. And knowing that even the shadowy, darkest parts of yourselves are worthy of love, of compassion. That is self-love. As you were saying that, Source, I, oof, I'm just thinking of my journey and how hard it's been. I literally have been <laughs> learning shamanism, studying shamanism, and understanding shamanic journeying, and just want to tell the listeners what that's looked like for me. An example of this, I suppose, is journeying back in a meditative state, journeying back to my younger self. I speak about this in my first episode when I was drawing angels on the wall, and I literally journeyed back to that moment with my younger self, and I was sitting there just with her, helping her color and her angel on the wall. Her angel, by the way, was me, which was amazing. 
just like so healing to see that I was the angel that she was drawing and just sitting with her. I've always envisioned as I, you know, not when I was journeying, but when I would go back in therapy and things like that, my little girl was always so sad and always so helpless and disempowered. And when I actually journeyed back to sit with her, she was joyful. I mean, yes, she was sad, of course, but she had this capacity to still see the joy, to be loving, to have compassion, to have some understanding of the fact that this is just the way things have to be right now, even in her abuse. And I think that the reason this is coming up, Source, as you're talking about all of this is because I finally had some compassion for her. I didn't even realize that I was blaming myself for not speaking up, for not saying no, for not telling others, because as I was sitting and talking with her, she had a very clear understanding about what would happen if she said anything. And it wasn't good. It wasn't good at that time. Hmm. Yes, and I guess right now I just want to hold some space for you and your healing. You are so, so loved. And I'm not just talking to Leilani, I'm talking to all of you. Some of you have been through some pretty atrocious, awful, unmentionable things. And what I want you to know is that you are so loved. You're so seen and your life has purpose. Without the darkness, it would be very difficult to see the light. If there were any other way, please believe me when I say it would have been done. And in this moment, I just want you all to know that your dark moments do not define you. What defines you are the choices that you make to move forward, to heal, to be in community, to connect. Some of you who have experienced the darkest moments are some of my most powerful light workers. Know that. Know that you have the ability to wield the light. And if you've been waiting for a sign, someone to call you forward, let me be the one. It is time. Hmm, okay. <laughs> what I, I want people to know is that I have had to stop and pause and clear my throat, and this is not easy. And also what's coming through is I've had so many really powerful, beautiful conversations with folks, you know, angels and lightworkers on earth, and technology inevitably gets in the way, our voices inevitably get in the way, speaking truth, these universal spiritual truths is, is not easy. And a lot of times technology, our human bodies, like a lot of times it's really, it's really difficult. So I just wanted to call that forward because it was just really present. And something else that's coming up is that Mercury is no longer retrograde, which means that communication is pure right now. That's what I'm hearing. So can you tell us a little bit about 
just what's coming through source. What is the pure message that you want to provide to us today? Some of the darkest, deepest, most shameful parts of you are around your sexuality. Again, this ties back to a lot of the abuse. It also ties back to this broken system that's in place, this sexist, white supremacist, the system, it's broken. And so sexuality has become something that once was powerful and expressive and divine, and sexuality has now become a dirty word. Humanity has been shaming one another around who you choose to love, around how you choose to love. It has to go. It has to go. What are the ways that you've been playing small with your sexuality? For many of you, this is going to be the starting point of your self-love journey. Because sexuality is so intimate, not just for yourselves, but it's intimate and powerful in the ways that you connect as humans energetically. And so in order for you to truly step into your journey of self-love, being really curious about how you engage in the world as a sexual being, it's important. Many of you I can, I already know, are going to be turning off the podcast episode right now. I want you to pay attention to that. That is your programming. You all have been breathing a smog that tells you you're not allowed to be who you truly are. And I don't just mean how you identify sexually. I don't mean being straight or queer. It's a part of it. It's not all of it. What I really want you to consider is how have you been disconnecting from your body for survival, for a variety of reasons, fear. It's time to step into all of the ways in which you've been divinely created. Hmm. Okay. Source, you're really not holding back. (laughs) So... I'm feeling really called to share my journey around my own sexuality. As I've been journeying and understanding myself as a whole spiritual being on earth, I I don't want to say discovered, rediscovered. It's more like I remembered that I am queer. That was a big, big deal for me last summer, summer of 2020, to say, actually, I've been attracted to not just men and women, but trans folks, like I have been attracted to people, all people my entire life. Yet there was a part of me that I had been suppressing to fit in, right? So that was a big, big component of my healing. My spiritual healing was stepping into my queerness. And as I've continued to step into my spiritual journey, I've found more and more that my spirituality is inextricably linked to how loving I am to my sexual self. 
I'm not going to get into all the gory details <laughs> because I don't think it's required. But what I will say is as I've learned to love my body, as I've learned to love my spiritual self, I have become more and more and more connected with my physical body. I have access to, to parts of myself in a physical experience. I have access to more feeling, to more emotion, to more of all of that because I've stepped so fully into my spiritual journey. I know a lot of that was because of the abuse. I mean, we all, as survivors, we have to shut down parts of our body. It's part of the survival mechanism. We aren't able to function. We wouldn't be able to function if we were feeling everything. And so in order for me to step into my whole spiritual self, I've had to reconnect with those parts of my body that have been shut down for so long. And as I have done that, I've expanded. Again, I'm not going to get into the gory details, but it is something that is so important. And so I guess what's coming through source and you can, I guess, validate or clarify this is as I have stepped into my spiritual journey I have become more and more connected to my physical body and therefore more connected to my sexual body. And that feels really vulnerable to say because of where we are as a collective. Like we are not at a point yet where we can have conversations where sexuality, like robust sexuality and spirituality can coexist. So what what is there to say about that? And how can we release ourselves from the shame associated with putting those two concepts together? Hmm. It's a choice. It's always a choice. You all, again, are breathing the smog that tells you that sexuality is bad, should be hidden, is shameful that homosexuality, queerness, that all of that is unacceptable. And sadly, a lot of that is coming from religious communities. I want you to know right now that you are divinely created, and I do not make mistakes. So all of the ways in which you love, all of the people that you love, all of the ways that you feel, love, all of it. It was not without purpose. And so if you can stand in that truth and know that you get to be who you were divinely created to be, how would that allow you to release the shame and the fear associated with keeping yourself small? You get to be a sexual being. You were divinely created that way, child. How can you make a choice today to love who you were divinely created to be? And as you begin to make these choices to love yourself, know that there's energetic power in living out loud. It's not about opening the trench coat before you're ready. No. 
It's about connecting with people whom you trust to begin to speak your truth with a capital T. It is time. It is time to make choices that serve your spiritual ascension. You are a divine being walking this earth. Know that with your whole heart. You have access to your spiritual gifts so that you can know every single day that you are not alone. You're already connecting with the spiritual realm or else you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening to my voice. It's time to step into your power to trust all of that which makes you, you. Be gentle with yourselves. Be in community. Laugh. Please laugh. Be joyful. Be loving. And know that I'm always with you. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I just had it. So, Source, I normally ask people what their bumper sticker is. And... <laughs> What's your bumper sticker? What's the one thing you want to leave folks with? Hmm. Be here now. Be here now. Divinity exists only in this moment. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The past is a collection of thoughts. The future, a collection of possibilities. Be here now. It's the only way forward. Okay. Thank you so much. Ah, oh, thank you. Okay, talk soon. Okay, y'all. Wow, wow, wow. Again, didn't know that this was happening this morning. I woke up and felt really called to turn on the mic and to let Source come through. I think it's probably got a lot to do with the alignment of our planets and all of that. I think the biggest takeaway that I'm walking away with, and there's so many, but the biggest one is that, that notion of choice and that we all have choices to make right now. We all have a part in this collective cleanup and it truly starts with ourselves. It starts with our ability to love ourselves fully with abandon and to make tiny choices every day to choose loving ourselves over hiding. And so on this beautiful day, I'd love to leave you with this question. What is one small step that you can take to love yourself? so fully today whether it's being gentle with yourselves whether it's some form of self-care whether it's just accepting a part of yourself that you haven't been accepting what's one thing that you can do today to love all upon yourself i would love to connect with you and hear your thoughts about this episode i'm on all the socials instagram twitter clubhouse at Shaman Leilani. Please do drop me a note, 
drop me a message, let me know how it lands, send me questions. I would absolutely love to hear from you. But for now, be still my friends and live into your impact. Take good care of your spirits today and talk to you soon.